On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, who has more pressure on them as we get closer to the start of the season for the basketball team? We'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-hosts and partner from the Enquirer.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. How was your weekend, Keith? It was great. It was relaxing, man. It was relaxing. It's funny, though. What I did is I have this uh, one of our um, guest rooms. I had to, like, clean that thing out and, and do all this. So it was one of those, you know, you didn't want to do it, but you did it. <laughs> Gotta clean that. Your, your turn, you know. Yeah. But yeah. you know what it was? It was? It was the room where I keep my sneakers and all oh, that stuff in there. So I had to or- yeah. reorganize it, you know, on those. Yeah. You can't yeah. put it on. You can't put it on your wife and your kids. Nothing like that. You got to do that yourself. So, yeah. Get in there and clean it out. Everybody, thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And on this Monday, remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here on Locked On 76ers. And, Keith, we got to talk about uh, expectations but pressure on uh, who has the most pressure for this upcoming season for the 76ers. We'll get into that later on. James Harden turned 33 over the weekend. And as he turned 33, the videos are out there. He's throwing cakes out uh, off the boat. And he's also getting uh, a big, big birthday gift. And we need to talk about uh, the biggest birthday gift. Great idea by you, as we were going to talk about it. Anyway, let's flip it a little bit. Let's talk about the biggest gift uh, that you ever had. But before we get to there and before we get to anything else, let's start off with the uh, who has the most pressure, Keith, uh, on them this season. Uh, you go first. Uh, I'll go after that. And, of course, we'll get the comments from the listeners, the viewers, and, and from them later on. But for this upcoming season, we know where the expectations are. Top five seed, top four, we think. And uh, again, uh, big off season where they've improved the team. We both believe that. So who has the most pressure on them? I think it's James Harden. I mean, I do. Um, I know that some people might say, what about Joel Embiid? You know, because he is uh, – the franchise player. Um, and, and then there's other people might say, but what about the coach, um, Doc Rivers? Because, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the expectation now is that they have a pretty good roster and that they should make it out of the second round by, by most people. Some people think that, right? Um, to me, I, I, it, it's James. And then Doc is number two. And the reason why it's James is because, you know, when you look at it, you know, James was the guy that the 76ers went out there and, and got that gave Joel Embiid some help. You know, he he wasn't his normal self last season. You know, all we do is we see videos of James working out, like you said, throwing cake out of the window. I don't know if that was a real cake or not, but throwing cake out of the window. It wasn't real, right? It wasn't. No. Yeah, it was like, because I, I can't see somebody, I mean, you know, like that not. So, so, so anyway, but litter into the water wherever they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 so the thing is, is, is one of those things where you look at it. Um, you know, I think the pressure's on him, A, 
he, he they got in. Now I know he took less money, but he did that so they can get PJ Tucker and Daniel House, right? But I feel like the pressure is on him because all this work that he's putting in, if he doesn't show up and be the same James Harden that he was years before, they're not going to go far. And I feel like they got the pieces in place, guys who can stretch the floor, great defenders, guys who made him a great player, uh, helped to make him a great player when he was in Houston. So I feel as if the pressure is on James Harden this year, more so than anyone else. And, and that's that's a fair one. And that's the thing about when you don't make it past the second round in five seasons and then you go make a trade like this one for James Harden last trade deadline and you still don't advance where it seemed like you had a favorable matchup against the albeit the number one seed in the Miami Heat. But matchup wise, you saw that they could have done some damage if Embiid was healthy and if James Harden played a little bit better with the supporting cast. Uh, but. Uh, that's just how it goes when you are supposed to be a, a better team. So, and I'm going to lean Doc Rivers, and I'll lean Doc Rivers for for this reason because he was brought in here when they let go and moved on from Brett Brown to get this team past the second round. Now, even if you want to talk about, well, maybe Doc Rivers didn't have a good enough team like Brown had in the past, but he was the number one seed in in the playoffs a year ago, uh, and they did not. They lost to a, uh, what was it, a, a five seed in the Atlanta Hawks. They lost to a five seed in the Atlanta Hawks. And they went on to the Eastern Conference Finals when you were the better team. And, yes, they're blamed. There's blame to go all around from Ben Simmons to Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, all of these players that were there before, but he did not get them past that. Then you go to this year, same deal. Did not get them past that. And I understand COVID. COVID is for everybody. So that's not even an excuse for anyone in the league anymore because that's something that's, that's normal at this point that we have to deal with and address. And then there's the other factor of just the rumblings of does he even want to be here or his name being attached to the Los Angeles Lakers when their job was opening up and him potentially being maybe you know interested in, in that as well, just like they were interested in him, but he ultimately stayed here. And his job would just simply be on the line here in Philadelphia, I think, if they didn't get past the second round again. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Doc Rivers. And uh, did, did, the, did the young players not developing on this team, albeit, albeit one in Jay Spring in the first round or second rounders with Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, Charles Bassey, or were they not developed enough because you didn't play them in the, in the regular season to see if they could actually do something to be ready in the postseason. So I think there's a list of things for Doc Rivers, why I choose him as the one with the most pressure, because in the end, James Harden can opt out and, yes, make his own decision on leaving. He can opt in and stay another year. He can opt out, extend his contract, whether we like how it may will be done or not long term. He has control of what happens. Doc Rivers has control based on how the team plays and what the end results are for this basketball team. But if it doesn't work out, it was never Daryl Morey's choice. And he could just simply be moved on from, go get his guy, try one more time with someone else. Doc Rivers is the one that's going to have to be shipped out. Daryl Morey is the one that's going to be safe because, hey, he was never really my coach. I, I now have my coach who I, who I want. And then the pressure will then be on him uh, after making the decision to move on from Doc Rivers. So your James Carden one, of course, is a really, really good one. 
And I think that Doc Rivers, my choice, also has a lot of pressure on him this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, 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 I mean, that's a valid point. Um, you know, and, and actually, you know, it was one of those things where, I, like I said, I there's no wrong like, answer. Number, there's no wrong answer. But to me, I feel like if if James Harden doesn't come back and play at the level that people expect or he expects to, if he comes back and plays at the level he played at last year, you can't really blame Doc. That's when you start blaming other people because at that particular point, that's when you know you got some serious problems. And I hate to say it, you can't blame the coach for on that one when a player isn't is declining like that. You know? Okay. No, listen, fair, fair points. But again, when you are a second round exit for five years of the four of the five years and you are expected mm-hmm. to get out and get past that, everybody's on notice. And we just mm-hmm. have to choose two. We might get some responses on 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 here on, on YouTube. We might get some responses on 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 our Twitter accounts that just state that it's someone else. It could be Joel Embiid. It could be uh, Tobias Harris. It could be Daryl Morton, whoever. But we chose those two for for ours. So feel free to let us know how you guys feel or our Sixer fans you feel on social media, however you can respond to us, and we'll take a look at those. But on the other side, Keith, before we get to the cake and the money and all that of turning 33 and celebrating your birthday like I've never celebrated, uh, there was another video of a player, Batiste Iwell. You talked about it earlier in the summer, him working out and him getting better. The responses were interesting uh, when you look at those. And I wanted to address those a little bit and ask you, what is the player supposed to do when the video is out there and they're working on one thing, they don't, people don't see the other, and they respond kindly or in kind or however you want to put it uh, with what Matisse Thibault was working on. We'll address that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But as we step away for just a second, I do want to tell you uh, about uh, driving how you're supposed to drive, driving sober. And it's never okay to drive stoned, if you will. If you feel different, you drive different, you drive high, you get a DUI. It's never okay to drive stoned when you put yourself and others in danger. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different again. You drive high, you get a DUI. Do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that can happen? You can end up driving below the speed limit. It's not a big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. I know, but stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, please do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. If you feel different, you drive different. The end result, you won't like it with the DUI. Do it today, people. Do it today. Drive responsibly. <laughs> I know somebody's like, oh, no, I feel good. I know you feel good. You feel so good that sometimes you lose your senses a little bit, reaction. So, you know, drive safe. Thank you, everybody, for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. 
for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, before we get to James Harden, we'll get to that in the last segment. See Stiebel, he's been working out. Ball dribbling, handling ball handling skills, two dribbles, two basketballs. Working on something that I believe he needed to improve. He did not feel comfortable putting the ball on the floor in his first couple of seasons with the Sixers. I think he's athletic enough when he gets to the rim. If he trusts what he does before that to get there, without only relying on the pass to come from Harden, Maxi, Harris, and Embiid, that he will succeed a little bit better if he trusts himself putting the basketball on the floor just a little bit on simple catch drives one ball fake go to the basket elevate use the athleticism to finish at the rim he has that in him that's what's frustrating a lot of times is that he is so athletic and i think he could be a better finisher at the rim than he already is and he has shown glimpses of being an okay defender thus far when the video came out of him working on his ball handling immediately people went to yeah that's what he needs to be working on how about the outside shooting well first of all you can improve on everything and he needs to improve his ball handling just as much as he needs to improve his outside shooting. Secondly, we haven't seen videos of his outside shooting. They only decided to share that one. So that's all we have. So it's not to say that he is not working on the other area of his game that needs some improvement. It's just that that's the only one that was shown. And that's the one that we can re look at, react to, and hope that the other one is in fact happening. If we didn't see any video at all, we won't have an idea until the season started. How do you look at these videos? Oh, look, we saw the Ben Simmons thing, and that just kept going year after year after year after year, showing him shooting. He wasn't shooting. So at that point, it's like, all right, enough is enough. We don't care anymore. We don't want to see it. James Harden, he's in the Hall of Famer. You show those videos, show his body getting right, you know, as far as his body looking, all good. Tyrese Maxey, you know, there are different responses every time a player puts out a video or someone else puts out a video of a player. How do you look at these? And specifically, how do you look at this one for Matisse I mean, like, it, it's it's weird. Like, you listen to some of the comments, and it's foolish to me because, you know, first of all, what he was doing is M Matisse has been working on this shot all summer, focusing on that, putting in time. You know, uh, when, when that video was taken, Matisse was in California working out with DeMar DeRozan and this dribbling guy. They just went out there and did some things. Right. And in and the video, the video came out. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, he should be doing this. He should be doing that. But it's one of those things where, like you said, the, that's the video that came out. Um, I, I feel like it doesn't really make sense. I mean, to me, when people see stuff, you know, they got to understand these guys just on the summertime, they work on their entire games. They work on everything. And I feel like this was one thing that he did where he specialized in someone, the people in the gym, someone put it out there. So, you know, there's more to what he's doing. Um, like I said, he's working on everything. But for you people to just come out and like, oh, look, this is what I want to see. Nah, this is just part of it. Like, you know, and then he's working out with an all-star. He's working out with a guy who was basically – um, some people thought was going to be an MV, uh, a legitimate MVP candidate at one time in this other season. So, you know what I mean? Like, hey, he was out working instead of being home in Seattle playing in the pro-am. 
the program that LeBron was in. So he's taking things seriously. So I think you just need to cut him some flat. Uh, I certainly do. It's, it's not a big deal to me. I think it's good that he's out there doing that because, I, again, I don't believe that that's – and as you said it, uh, you know, the information that you've got is he has been working on every any and everything that he can to improve his basketball game. And, and that's just something that when, when when you don't do something – and he let me down. He let me down as a, as a viewer, as a fan of his game. Uh, he let me down uh, towards the end of the season with everything, how everything played out. But, but it's a new season. He's out there working, and that's all we can ask for from the T-Style and hope it translates to the regular season. Just wanted to throw that one in there, uh, get that in. Uh, Keith, we come right back. Let's talk about James Harden and his birthday turning 33, as you made him the player with the most pre uh, pressure on him for the upcoming season. No pressure this weekend, man. Uh, it was his birthday. He's celebrating in a big way. We'll talk about it next right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Gibbons with you on a Monday as we count down the end of August, Keith. It's the end of August, man. Getting to September. I know, right? Let's let's do it, man. Let's do it. No, I want more August. You do? <laughs> yeah, I want the summer, man. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get back to, to the fall and all that stuff. Kids going back to school and all of that. You know, my kid is enjoying the summer. She's got to go back Thursday. She's not happy about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She, she goes back for one day, right? They go back Thursday and they come back the day after um, the holiday. <laughs> yeah, Friday, right, exactly. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, man. But, yeah, she's back Thursday and uh, she's not thrilled. You know, she's a great student. She's just not thrilled. She just wants the summer to continue and keep going a little bit. But, yeah, for the summer, James Harden celebrating his birthday uh, over the weekend, Keith, and he threw a cake off the boat. We both believe that it's not real. Nah. Not real. But the big one was after all the videos and the photos that we've seen, Michael Rubin there, others, you know, his famous rapper friends that he's, you know, he's got there, and people might overreact. Where's his teammates? And all the teammates don't have to be there. They don't have to love each other off the floor. All they get together on the floor and respect each other. That's all that matters. But the big thing was the video that came out that his friend, little baby, who we see him with quite a bit since his Houston days, and still even to this day, we've seen him at the Sixers games as well. Gifted him how much was it? A quarter of a billion dollars? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not a billion. I think it was a quarter of a million dollars. Two hundred. Right. Yeah, quarter. quarter. All right. Yeah. Sorry, quarter of a million. Yeah, I wish, um, I wish somebody could give me a quarter of a billion or a quarter of a million too. So. Give me a quarter of a million. I'll be all right. Give me two thousand five. And of course, they do it so casually. They make a lot of money. They're they're in this together. They. They, they, they get along very well, but what's what's the biggest gift you ever got from anybody? Does it have to be one of your close friends like that, one of your male friends? Well, let, yeah, let's let's talk about male friends. Um, you know, it's it's, it's weird. Like, I, I want to say the biggest gift that I probably got as an adult with my buddies might have been um, – like we all go out or something and somebody may pick up your meal or, or, or something like that or, or or get you a double shot or something you know what i mean like i or and that's for me i like i, I don't know like i i don't know that i've ever had a dude um one of my male friends who like gifted me 250k 
You know, I just, I, I just never had that, and I, I don't think. And here's, well, first of all, I know I haven't had that, but um, I don't even know if a guy gave me. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I just, I've never. You know, I mean, here's the thing: when you got two rich guys, and they, they can, especially James, a guy that's, you know, it's kind of like going shopping for. He's wealthy. A, a wealthy. It's like, but it's kind of like going clothes shopping for like um, a, a, a lady who has everything, right? Or, 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 or a person who has everything. So sometimes what you do is you just say, hey, look, I'm going to give them money. And what they do is they take this money and they go out there and they buy whatever they want with it. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? Right then and there, like, hey, look, James has everything. I don't know what he wants. Let me go ahead and and, and just give him some cash. Who knows, you know? What are you supposed to get? Somebody who has wealth upon wealth upon wealth. Uh, pretty good with his money, I'd imagine. James Harden never heard anything where he wasn't, you know, doing okay. So, uh, yeah, what do you, I mean, what do you get? You can get creative, and I'm sure he has. Maybe he's bought him a Rolex before or something like that, right? We, we see where guys, let's say uh, a running back uh, leads the NFL in rushing. They reward their offensive lineman with a Rolex or an expensive designer bag, right? Something like that. Or Playstations. All of them get a PlayStation. And, and we see these things. We see the NBA players, but they leave stuff for guys a lot of times. And But a lot of times that's also them working with a specific company and they just say, hey, can you give me these? Can you just personalize it and have their names on it? Something along those lines. But yeah, um, I think the most expensive I've gotten from one of my, my closest friends, and I'll just put it, I'll just tell you straight up, my closest friends, I have really a circle of three, four from my guys that I grew up with. I have a circle of four. Mm -hmm. I've known them dating all the way back to eight years old. So these are my guys. Mm -hmm. These are like my daughter's uncles. They call them uncle because that's how that's how they grew up, right? Not just my brother, who of course is their uncle, but um, these are my four guys in my circle. Then I have my extended, where my cousins, I don't count them. I have my my three main cousins, my guy cousins that are mm -hmm. people. So I think, though, the most expensive will probably be when one of my guys back in the day when the, the, the authentic jersey craze was big. Mm -hmm. uh, while I didn't wear them, my favorite point guard was Andre Miller. And I think it was year two after year two with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He bought me the authentic black andre miller cleveland cavaliers dope dope i still have it because it's my favorite point guard obviously i didn't root for the cavaliers or anything i grew up in philadelphia and all the philadelphia teams were my squads that was the most expensive so that was over 200 and something dollars how old were you back then though um wow uh I mean, you think the craze was like what, late nineties? Yeah, so you might have yeah, so late. I was, yeah, I was in my I was in my early twenties. Yeah, yeah. Like uh just college, early twenties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that's that's the one that jumps out to me. Yeah. That's, that's the one that jumps out to me. That's the only one that I can think. Of. I mean, we've all uh especially when you know you're just out with the, i got this one 
we got this one right you know everybody takes turns and and, and yeah, you pay for it. but as far as a gift i would probably say an authentic black cleveland cavaliers andre miller jersey which i still had that's a nice one that's a nice one. you should have told him once andre miller was traded to the sixers oh well, no, was he with the Cavs before he was with the Sixers? No, he was with the uh, Denver Nuggets. Okay. That's where Iverson was traded for him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm about to say, like, yo, we're going to flip-flop, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 So that's that's the one for me. But uh, never never quarter of a million dollars. Nah. nah. That would be nice. That would be nice. Life is good. I wonder if you got to pay. Someone said you got to pay taxes on that. So let's see. Because it gets. Yeah. Well, it, I don't cash. know. Huh? Is it? It's cash. Oh, well, maybe not. But well, somebody, exactly. someone told me today that you this morning that you got to pay if it's more than ten thousand dollars, you have to pay tax on it. So I, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I got to worry about that. <laughs> right. You can afford it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no doubt. But listen, man, thanks uh, again. Glad you had a great weekend. Appreciate you always on a Monday. Thanks for making everybody locked on 76 is your first listen every day. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Uh, now make your second listen locked on NBA, where locked on experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keep you let us know, let everybody know where they can find this stuff. Like where my man said, wherever you get your podcast for for locked on NBA, you can you you can go to the same places and get locked on 76ers podcast. But you can also follow us on YouTube at our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers. You once you get onto YouTube, you log in locked on 76ers, you get into it, and then you see that Liberty Bell, you click on that Liberty Bell and you become a subscriber. You can listen to D from 6 to 10 p.m. on 97.5. Day through Wednesday this week. Monday, Monday through Wednesday this week. So which? At, Thursday, at, Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Midday. Okay. okay. So at, at 97.5. But Monday through Wednesday is going to be D's show, The Divine Giving Show. And then you can follow him on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on, on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And I'm on vacation until the 12th of September. Couple more but weeks, man. You, you got the extended the home stretch, the home stretch. But you can uh, go to inquire.com and read about the Sixers coverage on the on inquire.com. Well, listen, man. Thanks as always to you, Keith. Thanks everybody out there for hanging out with us, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Have a good one. Peace.